Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. We found out yesterday that our producer, Mike the Zamboni, does not know how to swim. I was taken a little off guard. I just hadn't known that until it popped up mid-conversation. And then I compounded that with his inability to whistle. And I thought, makes me even more proud of him. Look at where he is now. You know, he's producing two radio shows in a, a great market like Minneapolis, St. Paul. I mean, the odds were stacked against this guy. He's yeah, just lucky yeah. the interview didn't get, you know, a little squirrely, a little too personal at any of these places. That's right, Steve. Or held at a pool. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Come over to my backyard. I have a little pool. We can just sort of swim, chat, talk about your future in radio. Exactly. Gurgle, gurgle. So we thought it would be fun to ask our listeners, what is something most people can do, but you can't? Yeah. So uh, is there anything that you guys can think? Well, Mike, we know you. Um, you can't whistle. You can't swim. What you know, can you do? What I, can you not do? I, I feel like a lot of people could do this, but I know a lot of people can't. But I, I want to go with Mike with, with some whistling stuff. I can't do the finger whistle, and yeah, I, I and people have tried to explain it. You just put your fingers here, and then you lick your lips a little bit. I can't, yeah, I, and I'd like yeah. to be able to. Okay, I can't. But I, I don't think either. a lot of people can. How about you, Donna? I I can't think of anything other than that right now. I'm sure there are lots of them. I can't. I mean, I don't have any talents like knitting. <laughs> yeah, I can't knit. I can't sew. I could sew a button on a shirt, but I can't sew. I could not sew a button on a shirt. You could give me a button hole. Say, like, put the button here, thread in a needle. Not a clue. Wow. I cross-stitched once as a child to help make a quilt. Oh, that's lovely. But just one square. I didn't do the whole quilt. It's all right. Uh, We do have callers on the line, but first let me just, uh, before we get to uh, the first caller, Lori says, I cannot wink. This comes via our email, Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. She says, in my defense, should one eye close without the other? Good point, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Stacy says, I can't do this with my right hand, but I can with my left hand. Do what? Oh, there's wait. Do oh a peace sign? Oh, do the number three. She she can do it with one hand, where you hold your pinky down with your thumb. Yeah, can't do it with the other hand. Holding up three. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I can't do the um. What's the the Star Trek thing? Oh, uh, this where you separate the two fingers. Your two oh. Oh, those two fingers in the middle. Oh, that's something good. And then you leave your thumb out. I'm going to proudly do all of these things in the camera for you guys (laughs) so I can feel better about myself. Mike's flexing over there. He's like, well, wait, I can do this. Hey, let me just read one more. This is from Beth. Uh, Things I can't do in no particular order. Swim, snap, whistle, roll my tongue, sleep through the night, and figure out how to watch NFL games without spending a million dollars. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Let's go to the phone. Okay. Who do we have on the line? We got Alan to start things off. Hi, Alan. Hi How are you? Oh, swell. Oh, swell. I like that one. 
So uh, what is something you can't do that most people seemingly can? I'm like uh, Zamboni. I, I can't whistle outward, but I can whistle inward, and I can do the finger whistle. Oh. Oh, you can. Okay. Interesting. Um, care, like, to, care to give us a, a, an inward whistle? All right, now give us an outward whistle. This one's going to be loud. Okay. Okay, don't do that anymore. Okay, that. now you're just embarrassing yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> squeak there. Yeah, yeah, it's a little squeak. I don't know if it counts as a whistle. Thank you, Alan. We appreciate that. Thank you for calling in. Uh, uh, we're doing Who's Listening Can't Do It is what we're calling you. People who just can't do something that a lot of other people can do, yeah. and there's no shame in that. The no can do's. I like that one. Thank you. Uh, shall we go to the next caller? Got okay. Dawn. Dawn. Hi, Dawn. How are yeah. you? I'm good. I'm good. But I cannot roll my tongue, and everyone makes fun of me in my family, and so did my kids in my class. And I also can't wink. You can't Boy. wink? No. It, 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 I mean, I can try, but it's not a normal wink. It's like too much in my face goes with the eyelids. So oh, I, can't I love play it. Games where like you have to wink, yeah, wink, wink. right? Where you give someone the like, yeah, I'm just kidding. yeah. That's funny. Oh. Well, thank you for your vulnerability today, yes. Dawn. <laughs> yes, we support you moving forward. I'm sure there are a lot of people. Thank you, you Dawn. Um, a lot of people haven't called in. I can't drive a stick. There you go. That's something I can't do either. Manual transmission vehicle. Last time I did it, I thought I was in drive. I was in reverse, ran right into the car behind me. Wow. While pulling out of a parking spot. Not a good sitch. No, not a good sitch at okay. all. Okay. Thank goodness most cars are automatic now. I tell you what, Donna. I tell you what. Uh, who else do we have? We got Daniel the Painter, who has a great one. Oh, all right. Daniel the Painter calling in from Canada. Daniel, how are you? Good, guys. How are you? Really great. Um, all right, so we're doing the no can do's, the can't do it's. What's something that you can't do that most people can? This is really, really embarrassing. I cannot climb a ladder past eight feet. Okay, that I think a lot of people have that. Now Daniel problem. is a painter though. So <laughs> Daniel, if you have to get up high to do something, what do you do? Do you say I can't do it, don't do the job, or do you bring in scaffolding? No, I hire my buddy out that has, is fearless and he's a painter too, so he does it for me and I pay him really well. <laughs> Listen, I'm actually with you there. I didn't think of it in that way, but getting high up on a ladder I I freeze up at a certain yeah. on a certain Me rung too. of the ladder and I cannot go any further. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I get frozen. I think it comes because my dad's younger brother back in Australia, he was an electrician for the city, as in go up the poles, mm-hmm. and he fell and unfortunately died. So oh. that's my big fear. Yeah, so, sure, that makes sense. It's like yeah, trauma. But, uh, oh man, I I just I'm just so embarrassed when I. Have to tell my clients, well, I gotta get my buddy into this. <laughs> oh my gosh, geez! All right, well, stay safe next time you're painting again. Um, my goodness, that's our buddy Daniel, the painter, who sent us a picture earlier of a black mantle that yeah. he had painted around Looks the fireplace. Nice. I just realized nice. I painted my mantle black as well. Is that right? I sure did, Steve. Oh. But I have like an old school um, fireplace, you know, like the old brick sure. situation. Sure. So yeah. It's eleven, eleven, eleven. Mega wish. All right, here's a few more, real quick. Right. Uh, I can't snap my fingers. Uh, this is coming from Teresa. Colette says her daughter can't burp. We've got uh, my brother can't stick his tongue out, like to go. Mm. Uh, that's interesting. Jennifer says uh, I can't hula hoop. 
Penny can't roll her tongue. Let's see. Dell can't shuffle cards. That's a good one. I bet a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, just a few more. Let's see. Not that. Um, oh, someone's just laughing at your comment on your sloth movie on the trailer. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for your calls. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You did it. You did it. You did it again. You came through you, you for us. rascals. You no can do's. Hey, when we come back, I really want you to hear this. I stumbled across a an excerpt from an interview, and you'll get to hear from them both. Howard Stern was interviewing Jerry Seinfeld. Oh. And he was interviewing Seinfeld, asking him about when they decided to quit Seinfeld and the money that Seinfeld, that Jerry left on the table. And Seinfeld had something interesting to say, especially regarding the timing of things. Uh How timing and how long things last really matter. I thought it was interesting. So we'll hear from Jerry Seinfeld. When we return, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Well, thank you for listening to our show. Donna and Steve. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. So, Seinfeld was interviewed by Howie, huh? What's the deal? Right, Donna? <laughs> yeah, you got it, Steve. The old Seinfeld That's thing, you know? Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I do like that, you know, TikTok and Instagram, every every now and again, they just throw something up random, an excerpt from an interview that otherwise I would just never watch. So, or, or come across. Um, this is from the Howard Stern Show. They posted this on May 14th, so file this under new to me. But... Uh, Howard Stern brings up the fact that Warren Littlefield, in the in a book that he wrote, uh, that I read, I forget the name of it, but it was interesting because he was the bigwig behind NBC during the must-see TV glory days. And it was interesting um, to hear some ba- behind-the-scenes stories about Friends, about Seinfeld, about Will and Grace, all that kind of stuff. But Howard mentioned something about how much money was offered to Jerry. I was, A, surprised by Jerry's response to the number that he says. But then Seinfeld goes on to give a good example of why a good thing is a good thing, but all you need is a little too much of a good thing for it to no longer be that good. Here's Howard Stern talking with Jerry Seinfeld. Warren Littlefield wrote that if you would have given him another season of Seinfeld, Mm -hmm. he would have paid you $110 million for the year. Mm -hmm. $110 million. I could have got more than that. Okay, you could have gotten more than that. And you said no. The love affair between the people that were making the show and the audience was so intense it was so white hot i i had to respect that and i could not go to that point where it starts to age and wither and it can only be and it, it doesn't take long for example you go see a comedian at an hour and 10 minutes you love the guy at an hour and 30 it's like eh Right. I thought he was never going to finish. And all of it, you walk out with a whole different feeling. It's a small amount of too much, too much cake, too much anything. But do you think it changes the whole feeling about. So we had this wonderful, intense love affair. Right. The people are making the show and the audience. And I wanted it to end with a, like a fireworks burst of it never was bad. Okay. I mean, that that's understandable haven't you ever seen a movie where you're like i liked it but 
I kept thinking that would have been a perfect place for it to end. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's a really good point. And it's such good a point. good point about the comedian, too. Because when a comedian first comes out on stage, you're so excited that you're seeing this person that you pay the money for. And midway through the show, you're just like, this could go on all night. I'm just loving this. But after about 60 minutes, you are like, all right, cool. That was great. This is good. But if it went on and he was like, I'm going to give you guys another hour tonight. Congratulations. You'd be like, oh, and he's so right. He's always Jerry Seinfeld seems to be so aware. You could argue hyper aware of the importance of timing and why he left. Remember, he had that awkward moment with um, with Larry King. It was awkward. It was funny. But Larry King, he was talking to uh, he was interviewing Jerry and he was essentially like, so then they, I forget what Larry King said. Did he say, Mike might be able to grab this. Like, did he allude to they got canceled or something like NBC? And then Jerry is like, Larry, we were the number one show on the planet. Like, wh- what are you talking about? Yeah. So he always really defended his leaving. his position of leaving at the time that he did. Here's uh, Larry King and Jerry Seinfeld. Nine years, 180 episodes. You gave it up, right? I did. So. They didn't cancel you. You canceled them. Huh. You're not aware of this? No, I'm, I'm asking you. You think I got canceled? Are you under the impression I, that I, I got canceled? You, I hurt you, Jerry? I thought don't, that was pretty well documented. This is, most a, shows is this still down. CNN? Don't most shows go down a little? Most people do also. <laughs> you <would>. But... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I went off the air. I was the number one show on television, Larry. You were Do you know who I am? <laughs> Jewish guy, Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. 75 million viewers last okay. episode. Boy, you don't it take like it so canceled. bad. Well, that's a, the big difference between being canceled and being number one. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We'll be right back. <laughs> Larry great. King, it's so funny. He didn't never prepared for an interview. Right. Nothing. He didn't research that. Yes. My kind of guy. He probably maybe saw a few episodes of Seinfeld. Yeah. You know, it was and like, he's just what? like, I don't know. Here comes Jerry Seinfeld. Hey, Jerry. So. And then Jerry yeah. holds it all very precious. <laughs> you know, all, he knows the numbers. He knows how many people watched. He knows all of it. I love that. Um, That's so great. But yeah. <laughs> And with that, maybe it's it's sort of a good time for us to announce that this is our final show together. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. I'm just trying We're to stir up. We're under contract. I Do you not realize I understand. I was just trying to stir up. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Have you even read Excitement, your contract? Donna. You should see the contract Excitement. we got from our painter. Oh, what's that like? Do you have a napkin? I could show you. Really? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It is. It was just handwritten. Like, oh, handwritten. Yeah, Indeed. here you go. Here. And it's just like essentially says, right. uh, <laughs> here's the number. And plus, if we do this other Onyx paint, 200. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's there. kind of how that's my lawn contract. guy makes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, so this is. It's basically something I would doodle during the show. I'm just like, da 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 da. Ours look like a basic um, <laughs> math problem. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. The guy's a great painter. 
Really great, great painter. I, I thorough. Might, I might get his name from you. Um, thorough, opinionated too. Oh, love that. Whereas, you know, he'll you'll say, "Oh, we're thinking of doing you know this uh, accent wall green mm-hmm. in our bedroom," and then he just sort of goes quiet for a second and says, "I wouldn't do that." Green. I don't know if I would do green. And you're like, oh, all right. Well. Green is kind of '90s. Isn't it? I don't think it's come back. You know, I would disagree with you. Okay. From I'd, I'd give you some pinspiration that I've seen, but we we okay. do want to do a board and batten wall in the in the bedroom, which I think is pretty easy to do. You always need a project, don't you? I don't. All I'm doing is repairing crap. <laughs> this guy's like, oh, and then we're gonna get a new chandelier. <laughs> oh, we're gonna redo the uh, the countertops. Hey, we're we gonna, just we just got must a new, be nice um, TV money guy. It's running out. Um, <laughs> hey, we did just get it. I hesitated to tell you because I knew you would be so offensive about this. But we did get a new dishwasher. Oh, really? <laughs> what was wrong with the old one? Uh, we just wanted a new one that was just a little higher powered. I mean, it's the other one washed the dishes, but this one does. My, I have some relatives who who have this one that it's like put it in dirty, don't rinse it. Put it in. It, it does this crystal dry. It's a Bosch. You're it's a the Bosch. guy. You're the guy who wins. You know, no, no, twenty five million dollars, and it is gone in like a month. <laughs> and then you didn't pay your taxes, and you're living on the street with Tori Spelling and her kids. Wait a minute. What? What did I do <laughs> with my family? Oh, maybe you're living with them <laughs> in an RV park. You know. Jeez. And then you start a GoFundMe and everyone's like, up yours, dude. You had every opportunity. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. I just kind of went on a rant. I just wrote I just wrote a screenplay. Uh, I would stop short of that. Um, <laughs> I'm not getting compassionate vibes from you right now. Up yours, dude. <laughs> that was like when Elizabeth told me years ago during the Me Too movement. She said, if I find anything out about you, I'm going to burn your house to the ground. And wow. I said, what an awful way to show support to my family. <laughs> Who would have just found out something awful about their father. Boy, all right, I'm going to take a breather here. Hey, when we come back, I smell seafood. Oh, the DJ Rock Lobster is nearby. He's here. He's got a couple of, well, it's Friday, so he brought some slow jams. When we come back, Don and Steve on my talk. DJ Rock Lobster here for MNFatLoss.com. I've been telling you the story of my weight loss. I'll tell it again because I think uh, if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, I lost about 25, 30 pounds in just like two months. I started at St. Patrick's Day, and by uh, May 17th, I was down about 30 pounds. And I'm keeping it off because of the things I learned from the doctor and his team at MNFatLoss.com about what's good to eat, what my body likes, what I can eat to lose weight, and what I can eat to maintain that weight loss. It's not prepackaged meals. It's not counting calories. I didn't even exercise, uh, but I'm still feeling pretty good. I saw some friends the other day I hadn't seen in about 30, 40 years, honestly, from grade school, and I was like, I am not afraid to show up looking like a chubby dude. You too could lose about a pound of fat a day. Results may vary. Here's what you're going to want to do. Go to mnfatloss.com. 
I'll bump up the music, bump up the click. Hey. Anna and Steve's show on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Thanks to everybody who came out to the Cat Video Festival last night. That was so much fun. Yeah, good time. Yeah. Wow. What good a time, night, huh? You it know? was a great time. We parked. We partied. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We what had that Jimmy means. John's. We had an amazing Jimmy John's. Sandwich. I love a Jimmy John's. Oh Pretty good. Gosh. I just had some the other day, too. I prefer Jimmy John's to Jersey Mike's. I do not. And I understand. But that. I do like them both. They're both fine establishments. I get a number 12 at Jimmy John's. Oh, I do the Tom Turkey. Okay. Thanks. I think it's a number four. Yeah, I do number mm-hmm. 12. It's, I think it's called the Beach Club. Okay. There's some guac on it. Some. Huh. Uh, you can get like sprouts, but they warn you about the sprouts. They have to like say like, "Hey, sometimes sprouts are weird." I guess I don't know. I remember I had to like check. A I box like and sprouts. Say, I know they got the sprouts. I know sometimes you got to wash the sprouts. You know you got to be careful with the sprout. You got to be careful. You yeah. got to be careful out there, gang. Oh my gosh, Steve! Look what time it is. Oh my gosh! Hey, Rocco. This guy again. What's up, Rocco? Who invited him? There's something wrong with Rocco. What do you want, Rocco? What time is it? It's Rocco Clock. I'm so glad you guys are talking about food, weird foods. Such a great segue into yeah. our next segment. The slow jam. Oh no, does it, what does it have to do with? Food. Yeah, okay. I love food. Food is good. Do you want to hear it? Not really. This, uh, for people that are joining us for the very first time, like maybe they met you at the Cat Video Festival last night and they're like, what do you do? I do a show from 9 to noon. We talk about fun stuff. Sometimes we have this weird guy come on and he takes things we said earlier in the week and slows it down to half speed, sets it to some slow jam music, and we call it the slow jam. And they're like, I'm going to listen to that tomorrow. So welcome to those people. Oh, welcome. Yeah, welcome. All right. Nice to see you. And here it goes. I'm going to slow things down. That's right. We're going to slow things down. For the lovers out there, this is the Donna and Steve Slow Jam. I eat things now that I never would have eaten like 25 years ago. Mushrooms. Oh, shroomy doomy. Beets. I, like I love good. a beet now. That was good, Donna. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. I'm the sound engineer. Is that how you order them at restaurants? (laughs) Yeah. The restaurant, the waiter comes over. All right, ma'am. And what is it that you would like tonight? Just one, ma'am? Just the one. Give me a <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> the beat people, big beat, they should do something with that song on a commercial. They're going to sell a ton of beats. What if you got Dr. Dre to be a spokesperson for Beats? And it could be Beats by Dre. I love it. Give me a beat! 
never get sold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the Donna and Steve slow jam. I, I love, Rocco, how you, you slowed down that part, too. Oh, right. I just slowed it all down. <laughs> I think my favorite part is Mike just laughing. I know, just right? Like, <laughs> Oops, sorry. I got you, Mike. Well, that was there. one of my favorite bits ever. <laughs> Good job. Hey, Donna. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that is how we begin our music segment every day. Thank you. Yeah, you're right about that. Show them, let them hear how it sounds in, in full speed, Donna. You got it over there? Oh, sure, sure. You ready? Here it goes. Give me a beat. There you go. It's give me a beat. That's what I like about it. Yeah. It's just the one. Not the. Yeah. We don't want but it's beat. also like, uh. Give me know? the beat. I don't like give me the beat. I like give me a beat. Let's it's check give me, it out. No, okay, it's give on. me a. I know Let's that. Hear it. Give me a beat. That's but, give me a. You're right. I know I am. Okay, sorry I blew up. That's from the. What's your problem? You want to fight? No, hey, (laughs) Donna. Yes, that's Janet. That's from 1986's Nasty. Probably probably recorded right here in the Minneapolis Edina area at Flight Time Records. You're probably right. So Steve sent you a meme or something, and you never responded to it. What's your problem? I texted it to you. I think it hit a little too close to home. Probably. Oh yeah, was it? Oh, about marijuana or something. Yeah, it was. Were you too high to even yeah. realize that? <laughs> I, it's not available. Marijuana, you know, legal marijuana is um, not uh, available. I thought uh, it is. It's, well, only, you know. August 1st. But, I thought August 1st. But they have what... it, no, no dispensaries have gotten their permits in order except for like one on the like the, red the reservation. Yeah. Reservation. Um, also, you know, I, I'm high on life, man. Yeah, me too, man. How about you, Steve? No, I've never smoked weed. Yeah, me either. Donna. <laughs> I really. College. A guy offered it to me once, and I felt like I was in a 90s sitcom. His name was uh, Fuke. That was his nickname. Of course, of course. He was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, probably. But here's, I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. We just got our, uh, you know, conduct uh Thing we needed to sign here at the Harvard Radio. <laughs> right. Yeah, am I speaking right. No, we're, we're not all legal. To, uh, we're legal. Uh, have anything like that or, you know, be high on anything more than life. But let's just hypothetically talk, Steve, because, you know, you maybe you passed on that because uh, it was against the law. Yeah. It was against social norms. Right. But now well, it's not. Don't do drugs. But, yeah. And yeah, wasn't it no. alcohol? Didn't alcohol coming out of prohibition? This is the old wives' tale, perhaps, that I was told, but I think it's true, that they started an anti-marijuana campaign, alcohol did, coming out of Prohibition, to be like, hey, they're bad. They're the bad ones. We're good. Yes. They're you buy our products. We're yes. morally good. And I've always heard that, uh, like, DuPont was uh, about to invent, like, nylon, and uh, nylon. They, they wanted to defeat the hemp industry because they're like, hey, we we make ropes. We can do things with this material. We're going to keep you hemp people out of that business. So let's, uh, you know, uh, slag on marijuana and, and hemp plants oh, sure. so that we can do our business. It's always big business, man. Bring yeah, it, man. Bringing us down, man. Oh, yeah, man. But yeah, remember Reefer Madness, that movie uh, from like the 30s? That was all. The 30s? I want to say, yeah. Really? Let's look it up, man. All Reaver. right, man. Damn I didn't movies. even know they called it yeah, Reefer Madness. 1936. Back then. I nailed that. Give me a beat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wow, yeah. They wanted to keep it down. Um, wow. 
you know. You know, and there are, uh, you know, there are benefits when it comes to medical marijuana. Yeah, it's really cleared up your glaucoma, Donna. I mean, look at me now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's not really my jam. You're more of a cocaine. I mean, you're just straight out. How dare you? Yeah. When I first met you when you were freebasing. Okay, it's a joke. I don't know what that means. This is true. I don't even know what it means. I do not know what it means. You guys told me once. I forgot. I don't know what it means. Okay. Anyway, uh, don't forget, you can't smoke at the state fair. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, listen, the state fair stinks enough as is. All right? Yeah. We don't need... You already produce body skunk. We don't need smoke skunk, all right? There's a lot of horses and cows making Yeah, oh, the worst is that damn pig barn, the swine barn. I do like going to that There is no worse smell that I've ever smelled in my life. Really? It's like the equivalent... Have you ever walked around a pond where there's lots of geese and geese... yeah excrement and then the pond is getting that algae yeah fermenting it's just oh yeah i feel i don't feel that way about the swine barn livestock Uh, doesn't offend me quite as much try going in on day like seven no i think i i I think there's a lot of pee and you always stop by which is weird because you like to fat shame that pig i do not the world's biggest pig (laughs) And I think it's frankly disgusting what you do, not the pig. I I'm feel very bad pig. for the pig because that that would be, let's just say, we pigify my six hundred pound life. You know, that would be the pig that they have to get the harness underneath them to lift him out of there. Yeah, he looks like he can hardly stand. I mean, I you know. ever think about how little so pig sad. legs are? Think about how little yeah. pigs' legs are and how big the rest of their fat. Bodies are. Yeah, it makes me sad. Are you going to the state fair this year, Steve? Yeah, baby, I'm back. That'd I'm back. Fun. We're running a big campaign for yeah. it. Is it? Is there going to be like I'm trusting signage? that they are. I think that they put up a sign and it just says, guess who's back? Mm. Back again. Pappy's sure. back. Tell you know, I did just look up. there. I mean, you can smoke cigarettes at the fair just in yes. d- designated areas. But on their list of rules and regulations, they said marijuana smoking is prohibited throughout the fairgrounds. It'll be interesting to see because okay, it's good. now going to be legal in minnesota but uh, what are the policies yeah there's so many places. things they have to work out yet right. and by the way rocco you should have seen last night i'm walking around with steve mm-hmm. people probably didn't recognize him with that they burly, did early beard they guy. thought i was his handler so <laughs> everyone's handed me their phones so i could take a picture of him oh and steve and rocco. i'm like sure gladly People remember you from the television? It's I been know. A while. No, I think I think I do get recognized. I said it has been a while since I've been on local TV, so I think that that helps. And the beard, I, I really do think, helps. Because if you haven't seen me in a while, and, you know, I, I, I think it helps keep it incognito. But uh, this nice woman came up right away, and then I handed my phone, and I, to, or the lady's phone to Donna. I said, this is my photographer, Dina. And so I just gave it to her. And the woman didn't blink or anything. No, they could care less, yeah. and which was perfectly fine by me. Donna doesn't like walking through the state fair with me. It'll be fine. People, I, people don't care about me anymore, Donna. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I don't have to be Donna's handler at the fair this year because she was kind of a mess. How dare you? I would believe that. I also walked around with our friend um, Marnie Gellner. Yeah. Oh, She's my God. You think you were walking with Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm like, what? oh, my Marty, gosh. Yeah. Are we ever going to get our. <laughs> we know, I was like, are we ever going to get our pork chop? Oh. Please. For the love. 
All right, Rocco. Goodbye now. You've done yourself. Way to go, we'll see man. you next week. We'll do it all over again. All right. That sounds like I gotta learn you. I'm taking some time off. Maybe next Friday. So we'll see. Say something funny. I'll slow it down. And I'll let Mike play it. Bye, guys. Hey, bye. Bye, right, bye. Hey, when we come back, uh, the Fringe Festival is going on. We've got a little bit on that to share with you, how, where you could find out where to see people in the arts and all that good stuff. Also, we'll find out what the soup of the day is when we come right back on my talk. Hey, it's Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. I, of course, have not used the services at Crescent Tide, um, but I can tell you a couple things. One, my mom prepaid and pre-planned for a simple cremation. She's still around, but she said she really enjoyed uh, meeting with Lisa over there, and they were good people. I got a uh, message yesterday from uh, my colleague Grant that uh, he had a family member um, that passed and actually was like, hey... What's the name of that place that Rocco always talks about? He told them. He got back to, uh, the, the guy, uh, Grant's family got back to Grant and said they were great. Very pleased with the service at Crescent Tide. So I am happy to pass on to you uh, people's reviews of Crescent Tide because everybody I know that has used their services has nothing but good things to say. The price is great. Simple cremation started at just $800 and the people over there are great to deal with Lisa. Uh, she's very prompt and courteous and professional. Check them out today, crescenttide.com. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071 everything entertainment. So, you guys are you familiar with the Fringe Festival? Yes. Have yes. you ever gone to any of the shows? Uh, no, I have not actually. It's no. really fun. There's all sorts of different shows that go on. There's dance shows. There's um, stand-up shows, and I believe it's going on starting yesterday. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. I like it. You're saying it with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I plan on going to a few of them, but um, the Star Tribune has named 11 shows to see at the Fringe Festival, and my friend Jason is one of them. Really? Jason Schomer, a.k.a. Rumi. Uh, yeah, he was included in the, that list, so um, we'll uh, link up the times. I know he's performing every day this this weekend, today, tomorrow, Sunday, and uh, we'll link up that uh, Star Tribune article with the hmm. the other 10 performers as well. Nice. But he's very funny. And he's doing a show on um, being kind of about his high school years sure. and then going to his reunion. It's called 1992 Mistakes Were Made. And you can uh, check it out, okay? Okay. Okay, Let's see here. This on Rolling Stone just now. Reality TV stars accuse NBC Bravo of exploitation. Mm. And then the headline continues. The day of reckoning has arrived. They say a legal Uh letter was sent to the networks accusing them of manipulative tactics, covering up instances of sexual violence and refusing to let cast members leave shows. So that is the, uh, the story that is out. I'll read the top paragraph here. A handful of reality TV stars hitting back against what they allege to be unfair treatment after starring on NBC, Bravo, and E! shows. A letter sent by the star's lawyers accuses the networks of manipulative tactics, covering up instances of sexual violence, and refusing to let cast cast members leave shows, among other claims. 
The lawyers want the networks to hold on to any potential evidence ahead of possible litigation. Oh, wow. Then I'll read one more paragraph. Uh, They say, as you know, NBC has a pattern and practice of grotesque and depraved mistreatment of reality stars and crew members on whose account its coffers swell. The letter obtained by Rolling Stone states, these individuals have been mentally, physically, and financially victimized by NBC and threatened with ruin should they decide to speak out about their mistreatment. As a result, the sordid and dark underbelly of NBC's widely consumed reality TV universe has remained under wraps for far too long. Please be advised that the day of reckoning has arrived. Oh, my gosh. Okie dokie. Wow. Okay. I'm Uh, sure Lori and Julia will be digging deeper into this story, but wow. Not uh, good. Good. I mean. You want another paragraph? I do. In the letter, which does not directly identify any of the clients represented in potential litigation, the lawyers outline six bullet-pointed allegations on behalf of their clients, which include attempts to manufacture instability through food and sleep deprivation and copious alcohol, Denying cast members mental health treatment, exploiting minors by not paying them to appear on TV shows, distributing porn, hiding sexual violence from the public, and binding cast members to their contracts, even in the worst circumstances. The missive explains that while the lawyers' investigations are ongoing, they're looking into what they describe as intentional infliction of emotional distress, fraud, distribution of revenge porn, and false imprisonment. Reps for NBC Universal did not immediately respond to Rolling Stone's request for comment. Uh, but that's kind well, of well. That's not the looking too good. Wow, so here we more go to again. Come on that. Damn. Yeah, you know, uh, I heard Beth. I've been following Bethany Frankel a little bit from mm-hmm. Real Housewives of New York, formerly, and um, she was saying that they should start a union for reality um, reality cast members because. They work, you know, 15-hour days, and they get paid barely anything, Mm -hmm. you know? And some of these other stars were saying that when they break it down by how many hours um, versus what they got paid, it comes out to sometimes $7 an hour. That ain't right. That ain't good. We should break our pay down into hours. You could do that. You got a calculator? (laughs) I do. I think I've done this before. Oh, here's a fun... I think I've done it before. Also, if you work an hourly job, a fun hack that somebody taught me that I've used a lot. Oh, I'm ready for it. If you work an hourly job, um, and maybe if you're working part-time, but you're like, what would this be if I was working full-time for the year? Mm-hmm. Take your hourly rate and then just multiply it by two. Just double it. So if you get $15 an hour, if you were working that full-time, that would come out to roughly a $30,000 full-time salary. Okay. If, you're, if somebody says, all right, we can pay you... 60 bucks an hour. That's $120,000 per year. Yeah. Just double it. Okay. What am I, a math professor? Yeah, but sometimes they're not going to pay that because what you're not getting out in a part-time job, they make up for with medical, Queen. dental, Queen. vision, Queen. all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You're like my best friend. I really like feel a connection. But not. But it's like, Waning. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you, Don. What are you doing this weekend, Steve? Um, you know, 
I don't know. We haven't even talked about the weekend yet. I'd like to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at some point. Yeah, it looks like it was good. Mike liked it. Love yeah, it. yeah, I'm pumped to see that. Uh, my little guy Gray, who he's 11, he is in Pennsylvania right now at my parents' oh. house. So he and his cousin, who's also 11, they're doing a. They do these little two cousins at a time trip back to so, Grandma and Grandpa. Oh, so they're there for so like a nice. week and a half. So, so we have 25 percent less kids under our watch right now. Fewer. Um, that's right. It is fewer. Thank you. Fewer is when you can count how many the difference, whereas less, you would say there are fewer children in the house, which makes it less crowded. Yes. Eat it, everyone. Yes. Grammar police. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. Where's that? Let's bring that back. I don't know. Back. Everything disappeared. You ruined everything that was I good about this show. I didn't do it. It just, it just, somebody took it down. Remember the grammar police, everybody? We're bringing it back. You know what I still have? Two out of five Garys. Oh, hi. What is it? 2017? I'm listening oh. to Donna and Marley. I'm sorry. Wow. Donna. That's okay. Just saying. That's all right. Fine. To burn time, do you want to play one or two more? What's Tiny BU? What's that one in the middle there? Uh, let's see. Tiny. To your left. Go up. Up, up, up. Up, 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 up. up, up. Keep it. Stay up, there. Up, up, up. Oh, let's find out. That's oh, a tiny, tiny buzzer. buzzer. That's All fun. Right. Let's do a couple more. All right. Let's rewind, shall we? Shall we? Donna and Steve. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Guess oh. what I found. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, wait a minute. It's not on the right thing. Hold on. Here right. we go. Here, here we, we go. go. You ready for it? There we go. It's the grammar police. Use proper grammar, please. <laughs> Let's bring that back. Let's do it. Now, Mike, just beware that if we bring that back, no one is safe. Yeah. So at any time, if anyone like messes <laughs> up with grammar, they mispronounce a name, sure. whatever. Yeah. You know what Steve and I usually do if someone's doing a journal alert, that yeah. we would look at each <laughs> other and be other. like, yeah, let's yeah, do we it. Need like, to, we, nod. we need to. Good to uh, know. Yeah, so. yeah. Thank you for the one. Nobody is safe. All righty. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening this week. We appreciate it. Congratulations on your wins this week thank you very for much college Donna. of pop culture knowledge and whose voice is oh, it anyway really? <laughs> i won a lot of games this week um, all right be greedy uh Sorry. coming up next we have got the adventures of bradley and don we have got loj after that and then all sorts of weekend programming await you the weekly dish oh, you yeah. got katie canine you, know, you got all the great yeah. just great shows all over the place we love you long time we will be back with you on monday bye now bye-bye